Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Do you want to know what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue? What's next for the pack? Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at MarolaLaw.net or call 414-327-5800. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. Hey, if you're going to be uh, doing anything this evening, maybe you're going to watch that uh, Thursday night game. Maybe you're going to catch up on the Masters. You haven't had time to cook. What's for dinner? Quick trip. They've got you covered. All kinds of great meals, variety of options, fettuccine alfredo, chicken, turkey, Beef stroganoff, pork chop stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy. They've got it all. They fix them hot and fresh. Then all you got to do is pop them in the microwave and heat and eat. Good stuff. Good, good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, they've got you covered. The Green Bay Packers are 4-2 and two all-time against the Jaguars, including uh, wins in both of the last two matchups in 2012 and 2016. To talk more about it, uh, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So, uh, Ryan, uh, the question I was asking a little bit earlier today, is this a trap game? Uh, I guess any game can be considered a trap game, but, man, if they, if they don't win this game, I, goodness, that, that would – and it's not just the Packers. Like, if you're, if you're the Seahawks, if you're, if you're the Bucs, if you're the Saints, if on the other side, if you're the Chiefs, if you're a Super Bowl contender, you don't lose to the Jaguars. This right. is just, it's on the short list. With that said, I've I've seen some bad losses. I mean, I'm, I, I it would be on on par and, and maybe even worse than um, the the loss that got Mike McCarthy fired in 2018. That was a terrible Cardinals team, and the Packers were not good that year, but they were a lot better than that Cardinals team. And they lost at Lambeau Field, so it, you know, bad losses can happen. But this is a terrible Jaguars team. This is not a game that the Packers should lose. Matt Lafleur has not lost to a team he 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 that wasn't competitive. Put it that way. And the Jaguars are sitting at one and seven. They're just they're banged up, and it seems like just things are going in the opposite direction for the Jaguars. So, um, under the Matt Lafleur regime, if you will, they have not lost back to back games, and they have not lost games like this. And what does that say about his coaching, or maybe more? Is it the coaching? Is it veteran leadership? Is it the guys around him? What is it? I don't know if we know yet. It's only been a year and a half, so the sample size isn't, isn't that great. But I remember every time we talk to him, after a win, after a loss, the message is literally always the same, which is you flush it, 
you move on. And it's not that other coaches aren't like that either, but I, I can't remember him ever taking a big picture view during a season in, in midway through a season, like in any week, it, it's always the same message. It's, it's been, he, he's remarkably consistent with his messaging. You, you have to imagine that it's the same way behind closed doors. Um, because a lot of times coaches use that media pulpit to talk directly to players. So this is the message that he wants his players to have, which is it's literally onto the next one after 24 hours after the game, whatever the game is, whoever it was against, no matter who's coming up, uh, no matter what happened in the game, it's, it's move on. And, uh, very much a day at a time. And, and I, I do think that, that that does help in terms of setting a tone with players that, you know, it, it, you're, you're, you're less likely to look ahead if you view the NFL calendar, the schedule, in 24-hour increments. The, uh, the the team itself seems to carry the mantra of what the coach is. I mean, maybe it's just a message that trickles down. Now you start to look at guys coming back from injury. So it's a focus. You're ready to go. Now you got to think about some of the guys. You're going to get guys back from COVID, obviously, eventually. You, at least you should. But a guy like David Bakhtiari, Alan Lazard, Christian Kirksey, these guys are getting ready to come back. Do you bring them back for this kind of a game? It's a great question. It really is. It sure seems like, I mean, David Bakhtiari was a full participant in practice. Aaron Jones, who played last week, he was a full participant in practice. Um, it, if, if, you're, if you're a full participant, usually you play. So I, I would think that David Bakhtiari, so long as he gets through this week as a full participant, is, is likely to play on Sunday. Um, Kevin King is, is more of a question mark because he's still limited. Uh, you look at him, he, he's been doing – He's been doing basically everything that you know in terms of individual drills that the media gets to see in practice. He, he's been he's been running. He, he's he's the quad has looked good, uh, but he is still limited. It could be another week for him. Uh, Al Lazard, I, I would imagine he'll be back this week because he's doing this week what he did last week. It's been it's been no difference. You know he he doesn't have an official injury designation because he's still an IR. Uh, but it's it's looked the same. So if he's doing the same stuff and it's another week now, I would think that he has a good chance to be back. And let's be honest, we we know Alan Lazard would very much like to play against this team that cut him mm-hmm. uh, right. and, and and sent him to the Packers. So I, I not that that I don't think that that supersedes a medical prognosis, but uh, it he's an awfully motivated player to play this week. Um, so yeah, I I, I don't think I, I think that the medical drives these decisions, but. I, I, they would never admit it, but it, it's it's got to be some factor. The fact that you're playing a one-seven Jaguars team that that you ought to beat without these guys. Talking with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette. When Alan Lazard comes back, I'm not going to say that cures their their need at wide receiver, but how good? It, because we don't think of Alan Lazard as say the Devonte Adams type. He's not the two to Devonte's one that many of us were clamoring for. But how good is Alan Lazard in your eyes? That's a good question. You know, we haven't seen him be able to build off of what he did week three against the Saints. You know, he that he had 150 yards of career game and then just vanished because of the core muscle surgery. So I, I don't know that we really know. I, what, what we know about Alan Lazard is this: he's got great size, really good catch radius. Um, he's maybe doesn't have the, the best acceleration, but he can carry his speed pretty well. Uh, the Packers, for example, like the way that he covers kicks, and, and that, that requires you to, to run 70 yards, and he can carry his speed well. 
Uh, he's a tremendous blocker, um, and, and that matters with this team that is ranked tenth in the league in rushing and and has really paid you know a, a lot of attention to trying to be balanced. He's a tremendous blocker from the receiver position, and then maybe more than anything else, he's kind of just known as that gritty enforcer uh, on offense. I mean, he's he, that size, he uses it. He's a physical guy. Um, is, none of that screams superstar, right? But but it mm-hmm. does scream very solid, very good NFL player. What does that then do? Does it take the pressure off of a guy like Marquez Valdez? See, I, when MBS made the catches last week on Thursday night, I kind of equated it to like a Jermichael Finley in the sense that if you get him involved early and get him some confidence, it seems that he expounds upon that. Whereas if he has a drop and you don't go back to him, uh, just for whatever reason, whether it's because he had a drop or whether it's because the, the scheme doesn't call for it, it seems like he just fades. Like all of a sudden he's just not as engaged. Do you, do you see that the same way with him? You know, I think the thing with MVS that's different than last year is when he has had bad drops. It's not that he hasn't had bad drops, right? Because he had bad drop in Minnesota week one. He had bad drop last, last week against San Francisco uh, on third down when no one's covering him. Uh, last year we saw that happen, and he would just he, – he would tank. I mean, he, he, that's the reason why he, he went into – he swooned in, in the last half of the season because he just couldn't get himself out of that rut, and it really spiraled on him. I think that the promising thing with, with Marquez Valdez-Scantling this season is that you saw the drops in Minnesota. He, he answered those in that same game with a 45-yard touchdown, um, and, and he made some plays after the mistakes. And you saw that again on last Thursday night where he, he started that game with that bad drop where nobody's covering him on third down. It's a first down. It's, I mean, you'd call it a layup, but that would be a disservice to, how, how, to, to a layup. It's easier than that, right? Um, and he and he drops it, but then he comes back and he has two touchdowns. He didn't allow that to spiral on him. Um, so I think that that's progress. At the same time, for him to be that number two receiver, you you can't have those drops. You know, it's not as much as you get a, a pat on the back for for, for recovering from that. They, those things can't happen. You're a professional receiver. You can't you can't drop the easy ones like that. And I think that. Everything you need to know about where Marquez Valdez-Scantling is right now and his point is, is clear is on that first touchdown when he was wide open as the ball, as Aaron Rodgers' pass was suspended in midair, was anybody breathing or were you holding your breath, right? I think everyone's holding their breath. Is he going to catch this? And it was an, as easy of a touchdown as you could ever ask for. And to his credit, he did catch it. With that said, you've seen him drop the easy ones, and that, that's just the type of thing that he, he's got to eliminate from his game, and I think that he knows that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know how you do that. Uh, you know, his thing is more meant. Isn't it more mental? I mean, the only thing I can say is on that deep pass that he was wide open and ended up catching the ball way out in front, it's like he, he catches the ball out front, but it's almost like he just stops the ball in midair, which can – I hate to say it looks like stone hands, but if you don't grip the ball tight, it bounces. It it come. It, he doesn't cradle the ball. You know what I mean? It, it, do you know what well, I'm talking about? Well, well, well. Why does a receiver who's six four, who runs four three, get drafted in the fifth round? Right. There you and go. That that's why because the the knock on on the, the 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 scouting report on him coming into the draft was that he is not a natural catcher of the football, and you have seen that early in his career, that, that he, he's not a natural catcher of, of the football. So 
Um, that's how a guy that big, that fast is a day three pick. Yep, no doubt. Good stuff as always, Ryan. Uh, we'll talk again next week. We'll break it all down then, okay? All right, take care, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. They've been doing it for 85-plus years. All you got to do, give them a shout. Give them a shout. They're good people over there. If you're looking to change jobs or looking for a new job or looking just uh, for a good company to go to, that's uh, that's our good friends over there at Schneider. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.